a few months ago, <laughs> during summer when it was hotter, it's pretty cold this morning. But Neil uh, Maharaj, he rang me up, and I don't know if he's here today, but uh, he rang me up and said, um, you want to go fishing? And so I grabbed Reuben, and we went, we went out fishing during the day, and uh, um, it was very nice. I mean, they all got wet because I'm the pastor. They let me stand in the boat while they pushed it in, so I didn't get wet, <laughs> but very nice of them. Um, but, but we went out, and, and, and we... we set up all these lines and things. And, and, and listen, I'm just being honest, uh, uh, full, full disclosure here, I know nothing about fishing, nothing. So I was watching Neil do his thing and getting all these uh, different um, hooks and baits and stuff ready. And as he was doing that, I, I, uh, I, it was quite interesting, the different types of baits and things that he's, he was using. And as I was thinking about my message today, I I, I just asked him, hey, could you bring some of those, uh, those in? And so yesterday he, he dropped off some baits. And this is a, this is a, these are called lures, lures. And um, uh, this one here, which is quite sparkly and shiny. And um, they, I don't know why I said it like that, but hey, <laughs> never mind. But, um, you know, it's sparkly and shiny. And, and it's, got a, it's, it's got a pretty big um, uh, hook uh, on it, but this is this is for trawling long line uh, tuna or tuna or however the Americans say it. I don't know, but uh, but 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 it's this is what it, I guess that's supposed to be the eye of some kind of some kind of fishes that zooms through the uh, water and hopefully that will lure them in, attract them in, and they'll bite the hook. So that's a, that's a pretty uh, a pretty cool one. And then there's this one here. This is a this is a uh, if you're jigging, and I don't even know what jigging is. Anyone know what jigging is? Is, is that like when you pull? I don't know. I don't know. But this is this is for for uh, um, um, what is it for? It's for kingfish. If you want to catch, uh, if you're jigging for kingfish, uh, that that's what. Again, very sparkly and um, uh, uh, very um, attra uh, attractive. And of course, this is this is designed to. Uh, lure that kingfish uh, in and and catch it and uh, it's actually quite uh, quite heavy so I imagine this would move through the water um, uh, pretty quickly and then you've got this one here this one I, I thought man this is this is this is nasty this is um, like these are I guess little squids but I mean take a look at the hook on these babies I mean look at look at that I don't know if you can see uh, yeah, I've got to be careful because if I, if I jab myself, the sermon will be ending. I can, I, I can tell because these are like nasty hooks. There's like three, three of them I, I can see. Yeah, so three for, for deep sea, going, going real deep. But those are nasty um, little hooks in there designed to obviously lure those fish down in the deep and uh, get them up so you can eat them. And... Um, which many I know my wife loves eating, uh, eating fish, and you know I was, I was thinking about that, and and there's a quote, a favorite quote of mine that goes like this, and it's by 16th century priest and writer Thomas Adam Adams, and it says this: Satan, like a fisherman, baits his hook according to the appetite of the fish. Satan, like a fisherman, baits his hook according to the appetite of the fish. 
Now, of course, what tempts you may not tempt someone else, but I guess the question is, what bait will make you bite? We're just touching on the topic of temptation, and this is part two. C.S. Lewis said, no man knows how bad he is until he has tried very hard to be good. So what is temptation? We learned last week that, it's, that temptation is not sin. Giving into temptation can lead to sin, but temptation in and of itself is not sin. Scripture tells us that Jesus was tempted. Scripture also tells us that Jesus was without sin. Hebrews 4 verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, just as we are, yet without sin. So Jesus was tempted in all points, and there's a lot of points I can think of. We, of course, know that from Scripture that Jesus was actually tempted by the devil himself. Jesus, just after he was baptized, the devil tries to fraternize. As he was baptized, the devil tries to fraternize and tempt him. In Luke chapter 3, verses 22, it says, Jesus was baptized, and as he was praying, heaven opened. He had a God encounter, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. This is a great picture of the Trinity right here. And as he was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. The very next verse, in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted. Early 19th century theologian Francis Burkett said this. He was a professor of divinity at Cambridge University. He said this, Christ is no sooner out of the waters of baptism than he is in the fires of temptation. And, and this, is, this is something I, I've seen. I, I, we, as people, we've talked about baptism today. We, we've said, uh, and, and we say to people as they, they're getting baptized, be, be ready for attack. You want to go to new levels, there's going to be new devils. There's got, you try and step out for God, you've got to understand, it happened to Jesus, it will happen to you. There will stuff just when, you, just when, 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 when he hears the voice of his father, you, you're my son whom I love, whom I'm, whom I'm well pleased. The next minute, if you're really God's son, if God really loves you that much. Friends, you've got to, be, you, you've got to understand, and this is why, why as, as the sheep, as sheep, we need to know the voice of the shepherd. Can I hear an Amen. On that, because there are different voices, and I, I think I did a message a couple of years ago. Uh, who you give the microphone to gets the loudest platform, and so you you got to make sure that the voices that you're listening to are, 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 are his voice. 
you really God's son? You, you try to go to new levels, there's going to be new devils. It happened to you. He, he hears the, he, I mean, the dove comes down. The whole works. I've never had that at a baptism. Just a dove comes down, voice, bang. And then he goes out and straight away it's like, oh. Just like the book of Genesis. Did God really say? New levels, new devils. He gets attacked. Christ no sooner out of the waters of baptism than he is in the fires of temptations. Whence we learn that great manifestations of the love of God are usually followed by great temptations from Satan. So what's he saying here? New levels, new devils. Temptation is not sin. We need to know where the line is. And then when we, when we know where the line is, we need to stay away from the line. And as we said, too many Christians get too close to the line. You get, you, you, you get, and, and I, I just want to say you get too close to the line. You're just asking for trouble. Someone said this, don't, don't invite trouble because it always accepts. Robert Baxter, who was a preacher in uh, France, he was here many years ago, and I always remember the story he told us about the truck driver who the business wanted to hire, and they, uh, they wanted to get, a, obviously, a safe driver for this mining operation that they were doing, and so they, they brought in three guys, and they were uh, testing them, and so uh, the first guy says, I want you to drive this truck up this hill, steep cliff, and there's a bank on this side, steep cliff, we, we, we were, we're going to hire the safest or best driver. And so that, that, that the first guy gets in, and he's like, I'm a really good driver. And he, he, he drives up, and he's about this far away. He's just showing them his skills. He's about this far away from the edge. And so he gets up, and he gets to the top. Some pretty good driving. The next guy, he, he gets even closer. He's like, man, I, I'm a pretty good driver. And so he gets even closer to the edge. I mean, he's just driving up. And as he's so close to the edge that rocks are falling off down, down the side of the cliff. You're a pretty good driver. He gets to the top. And then the third driver, he doesn't go anywhere near the edge of the cliff. He stays way over here on the side of the bank, and he gets to the top. Guess which one he hired? We've got to stay away from the edge. A few years ago, I got a call from, when I was firefighting, the, the, from one of the paid firefighters in the, the station there. And they asked me, look, how, how, do we, how do we do a funeral? How do we do that? Because I found out that one of the officers there who had just recently retired, a really good, nice, nice man. He had been a firefighter for many, many years. He was a uh, you know, sort of decorated officer and stuff like that. And they said he's been found uh, dead and that they'd been actually searching for him uh, for many days. And he was a keen tramper. He had just retired and he was a keen tramper. It was just, I think it was weeks into his, his retirement. And he was a keen tramper and he went up into the, uh, into the I think it was the Tararuas here n nearby, and he'd gone missing. And they sent out search and rescue. And after some days, they eventually found him at the bottom of a 
I think it was about a 90-meter cliff or an embankment, which he had obviously fallen over. And he lost his life. And as I was just thinking and even talking to the firefighters there, going, how, how could that happen? To someone like that who, who, who understands that, you know, whenever you go to an incident that's dangerous or a, a, you're on what's called a fire ground, an officer always know they, they do risk assessments. They, when they arrive at some kind of incident, they'll always, an officer won't just get out and say spray water on that thing. They'll do what's called a 360. They'll, they'll walk right around the whole place to see and assess the safety of the situation and what risks are there. I said, how could someone like this who, who knows that kind of stuff fall off the edge of a cliff. I mean, he knew what it was to do safety assessments and risk assessments. Uh, but can I say this? I, and it's, it's just a real warning to us all. We can all get too confident in our own ability. I remember being at the Grand Canyon one time, and, and, and well, it's the only time I've been there, so it was the one time. But we were at the Grand Canyon. I remember there's, there's fences there, and these guys would just come and just jump over the fences. And the Grand Canyon's a long way down. And they'd jump over the fences, and they'd go, and they'd jump from rock to rock and stand out on the edge. And all it would take is one mistake, and they're gone. Stay away from the edge. I'm Pastor Adam. I'm trying to help you today. Who can be tempted? Who can be tempted? We, we know Jesus can. The truth is, if Jesus can, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. In the message translation, which is not, it's not, a, it's not actually a translation, it's just a paraphrase version in every day language, but it says it, like this, the same passage. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. No temptation has overtaken you, but that which is common to man. The word common in the Greek carries with it the meaning human, widespread, general, universal. We think in our struggles and in our Battles, I, I'm the only one going through this. People come to me over the years and they say, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I need to share something with you. And I know this will probably, probably shock you. And, 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 you've, you've pro and I'm like, no, <laughs> it won't. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, uh, I've been doing this a long time. It's hard to shock me now. Why? I, I might be surprised, but shocked, no. Why? Simply because I know no temptation has taken anybody but that which is common to man. The struggles we have, I have, you have, somebody else is having. You're not alone in your battles. You're not alone in your struggles. We think our struggles... Our battles, we're like, I'm the only one 
going through this, but I guarantee there will be, will be people sitting in this auditorium right now who have felt that way this week, maybe even before the service, maybe even right now. Well, Pastor, you don't know my battle. No, but I can guarantee whatever it is, it's common to man. My friend today, if that's you, understand the word of God says, not Pastor Adam, the word of God says that the struggles you are having, the temptations you experience and are facing are common, human, widespread, general, universal to all, to all mankind. Just in case the ladies were going, few, oh, that's we're all good. All mankind. You are not alone in the temptations that bother you. And I want to say this isn't something I, Pastor Adam, have made up to somehow make you feel better. I, I just want to remind you, it's the word of God. Uh, but I want to say it's up to you to believe the truth of God's word and stop believing the lies of the devil. The devil is a liar. That's a good place to say amen right there. <laughs> I'll say it again. You, you can amen for me. Help me out here. The devil is a liar. Amen. amen. We agree. So be it. He, he is a liar. The devil, listen, promises the best, but pays with the worst. He promises honor and pays with disgrace. He promises pleasure and pays with pain. He promises profit and pays with loss. He promises life and pays with death. The Bible calls the devil, in Revelation 12, verse 10, the accuser of the brethren. The word accuser in the Greek means against one in the assembly. Against one in the assembly. And, that, and that's how, that's what I mean. That's how I can feel. You can feel like I'm the only one. That's how the, how the devil gets at us. I'm the only one in the assembly. That's how it feels. Feels like you're the only one. You're scum. You're dumb. The truth is he's really against us all. And you are not alone. The stuff you struggle with, millions of others do too in one shape or another. What tempts you may not tempt someone else. What lures You, what draws you in, what baits will make you bite, I don't know. It's different for everybody. But what I do know is free cheese is always available in mouse traps. When I was growing up as a kid, we'd always at 5.30, you'd, you'd watch Batman, Batman and Robin. And you look at those and they're so terrible. It's like Batman had a gut and he was just, he was, but Batman and Robin, we used to watch it. Thank you. We used to watch Batman and and and. For those of you who are older, in black and white, they, they used to be Superman as well. And the thing about 
who, who played Superman? Dad, do you remember who played? Who was that guy who played, played Superman? Yeah, that, no, that, see, that's how young you fellas are. There's a, there's a guy, he, he, I mean, he didn't really... Adam West, Adam West. Yeah, that, that, that's... Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, Adam was... That, he was Batman, wasn't he? Adam West. You might, thank you very much. Was it his father? Was that, okay, all right, thank you, thank you. Free uh, coffee in the cafe for you today. It's just... Uh, thank you very much for that assistance today. But you know the story of Superman, right? He's faster than a speeding bullock, more powerful than a locomotive, able to jump tall buildings in a single bound. I mean, this guy was amazing, right? You used to call him the man of steel. But there was one thing that could conquer the man of steel, one thing that could make him weak at the knees if he came close to it. And, 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 and it was a substance from his own planet called kryptonite. And if he got near, it would drain him of all his strength. It would drain him of all his power. He'd get weak at the knees. He wouldn't be able to, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this man of steel who could, who could, you know, jump a tall building in a, in a single, single bound. I remember a book. I just remembered a book when I was at school. So it was called, I Can Jump Higher. And so I can jump higher than a building. And they're like, no, you can't. And they said, yes, I can. Here you go. I go. Because buildings can't jump. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Just remember that. Just remember that. <laughs> but he could jump. He could actually jump the building right, go right, right, right. But, but, but faced with kryptonite, it drained him of all his strength, of all his power, of all, all that he had on the inside. And, and I guess really... Today, I'm asking you, what from your home planet is your kryptonite? Uh, what's kryptonite for, for you? What's that, what's that thing that, that if you get too close to it, it's going to drain you of your strength? It's going to drain you? Because that's what temptation can do. That's what sin will do. It will, it will drain you of your strength. It will suck the very life out of you. Remember, the devil wants to rob, kill, and destroy. If he can, if he can just sap you of your strength. What's your kryptonite? What's that thing? Because what, what's kryptonite for you might not be kryptonite for someone else. But what is that thing? I mean, you know it right now. I mean, even it's coming. You, you know, you're thinking, yeah, that's it. And the key thing is, then stay away from the kryptonite. Once you identify it, stay away from it. Keep as far away from it as possible. Listen, if you're here, now, nah, look, man, I'm quite strong in the Lord. I'm just telling you, you know, I'm really, you know, I've got it all together. Can I just say, the one who says... I can never be tempted. I'm really strong in God. And, and listen, I've had people over the years, they've sat in my office, oh, not me, pastor. I've had pastors tell me, not me, pastor. 
The one who says I can never be tempted. I, I'm really strong in God. Can, can, I, can I just say such a person is a fool? That's a strong word, yes. I thought of some other ones. And for what one should say is if it can happen to King David, a man after God's own heart. If it can happen to King David, someone who loved to worship and, and loved the presence of God, if it can happen to him, it can surely happen to you and me. And therefore, I need to be careful. I, 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 need, I need to be careful lest I fall. I remember when we were in Israel, we went to visit in Jerusalem, the city of David. And it's just be below the Temple Mount. And you, you go in and you come into the place where David's palace was. And you can stand in the place where they, they would say, this is where David's palace was, and it overlooks what is called the Kidron Valley, which goes down like this and comes back up. It's a famous valley in the Bible, Kidron, Kidron Valley, the valley of the shadow of death. It's a place where David tried to uh, escape from. It, many stories in the Bible about the Kidron Valley. But as I stood there and I said to Anita at the, at, at the time, we were, we were standing where David's palace was. And we were looking across down to the houses of, I think it's Palestinians mostly living, living there now. And I said to Anita, I can see how David, standing on the roof of his palace, could look down to the houses below and see a Bathsheba bathing. It was so obvious how that could happen. Friends, if it can happen to King David, and I'm not just talking about that. There are so many areas of temptation. That's just, what, that's, that's just one. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, we cannot treat temptation lightly. David, I didn't have, I just thought of it this morning. I didn't have time to, to look it up before the service, but it, I, I know it tells us this, that when all other kings went to war, David stayed home. He just got lazy. <laughs> I like that meme. Don't blame lazy people. They didn't do anything. <laughs> but he just got lazy. And in that place, Temptation came. We've got to be aware that we're in a battle, that we're in a fight, that we're in a struggle, that we're in a, that we're in a war, that we're in a battle. And we've got to be ready to, to fight. We cannot take or treat temptation lightly. Billy Sunday, the baseball player turned evangelism, said one reason that sin flourishes is that it is treated like a cream puff instead of a rattlesnake. How many like cream puffs? Matthew Henry said this, the great commentator of the Bible. Those that would avoid sin must not parlay with temptation. I like parlay. 
Parley means, parley's meaning is a discussion or conference, especially one between enemy over terms of a truce. They parley. First time I heard parley, of course, was in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Jack Sparrow says, can I have a I can't read, he's like parley, oh, parley. And then he parlays with the, with, with, with the captain of the Black Pearl. And once they'd reached a truce and agreement, he said, we have an accord. We have an agreement. Too many parlay with temptation. Someone said this. What makes resisting temptation difficult for many people is they don't want to discourage it completely. We parlay with it. And so what have you parlayed with that you need to break the accord? What have you made a truce with that you need to really destroy? You know, the old sayings or the little quotes, you give the devil an inch and he will be your ruler. You go for a ride with the devil and he'll always want to drive. Like the song, if the devil asks you to dance, you better say never because a dance with the devil just might last forever. And so we read this, read this passage before no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And as we come to a close, I wanna I wanna read it in its fuller context. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 through 13, it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands, that he's got it all together, that he can handle it, or she can handle it. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. Don't be so arrogant. Or maybe like that fire officer, have a wrong assessment about your school levels and what your strength is. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he falls. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And then it says, God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may endure it. When I was out fishing with Neil all those months ago, I caught nothing. Reuben caught an orange ruffy, I think, or whatever it's called. What was it? What a blue cod or whatever. What? Gurnard. Gurnard. Yes. Ah, so it's just a fish. It's all a fish. So I was pretty upset. I didn't catch anything. Nothing. And the reason I didn't catch anything is because 
nothing but the bait. And see, the hooks can be as dangerous as anything, uh, but if we never bite, if we don't take the bait, then we're not in danger. Bible says, I, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. We're, 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 our old life, dead. You know what? You can't tempt dead people. They're dead. I no longer liveth, but Christ lives in me. The bait will always be there. We've got to learn the challenges how not to bite. That's the thing. And so in that passage, it talks about a way of escape. What, well, what does that mean? How do we endure temptation? How, how do we find that way of escape? Well, we'll look at it next week in part three of temptation. But again, stay away from the edge. Take heed, lest you fall. Let Christ live in you. And don't bite the bait. The thing about the bait is it looks good. It looks nice. It's all shiny and sparkly. But there's a hook in it. And the devil's a liar. Don't take the bait. Turn to the person next to you and say, I think the pastor was talking to you this morning. Because <laughs> I've got no problems. Would you stand? Uh, but we heard messages from, from the ex-Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. We heard talks from the Manly Seven who, who stood up against wearing a pride jersey and just said, no, we're not going to do it. We heard from detransitioners who were his life has been, lives have been destroyed where parts of their body have been chemically and surgically removed. When they're young, like 14. Why? Because there are lures and there are hooks and there are dangers out there. And as Bob McCoskery shared just some of the stuff going on in the nation, it was like, just a sense of like the injustice of, of this. And I just want to say to every mom and dad and to every person here, it's not just worrying about 
the hooks that are for our own lives, but for our children and for our children's children. There are hooks out there that are drawing and luring people in. I just want to say, we cannot remain silent. We cannot just go, well, I don't know. I don't want people to like me. No, some people are just not going to like you for the things you're going to say. And we, we need to stop being afraid and be ready to just say what needs to be said. It is madness out there. And there are lures for our young people that are pulling and destroying their lives. I don't know about you, but I'm done with it. Take a stand. Be brave. And be bold. Love people. Don't be an idiot. Don't be mean. But be clear. Become aware of the arguments and what needs to be talked about. Get smart on it. And just let truth shine. So that's another thing. God, we thank you today. We thank you for the grace. We thank you that you understand our situation. We thank you, Jesus, that you understand the struggles and the battles that we have. For you were tempted in all points, but did not sin. Lord Jesus, today we come before you as human beings who are taking heed lest we fall. Give us wisdom. Give us strength. And give us grace. To walk the walk, talk the talk, fight the fight, and finish the race. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be your witnesses, to shine a light in a dark world. Help us to resist temptation. To live faithfully for you. This we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, can we give Jesus some praise in this place? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. The service is over if you need prayer.